Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Priest, Brother, and You, where we talk about your deepest questions from life on campus. My name is Father Jake, joined by co-host, Brother Matthew, and a student today, uh, Johnny Santiago, Jonathan Santiago. And we've got a great show for you today with some a great topic with some great questions. Brother Matthew here. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Johnny is a sophomore studying architecture. Johnny, what is your favorite aspect of architecture? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I'm really bad with favorites. I love a lot of things. But I think my answer is going to be a multitude of things because of that. But I would say my favorite aspect of architecture is the blend of creativity, but also um, its ability to help others. Forgetting the word for it. But, you know, the fact that um, you can be creative, you can express yourself. Even better, you know, from the Christian perspective, you know, acknowledging that and especially connecting to being in, you know, image of God and how that works. But the fact that whatever you're creating, um, if it's well-intentioned, if it's well-made, um, it's going to help whoever is occupying that space. So that's what I love about it. Did you want to be an architecture major for a long time growing up or more recently you discovered it? More, It was more recently for sure. Um, in high school, I was kind of like, you know, learning about myself and I was like, I'm creative. I love just to do stuff, whatever that was. And so I played around with a lot of things, whether it was music, graphic design, or, you know, painting, whatever. But I, I was a bit confused because I didn't know what I was going to do. But, you know, eventually I started looking at careers and whatnot. And I wanted, you know, my dad was saying, do something practical, something gets food on the table. Mom was saying, do what you love. So I was just like, okay, <laughs> where's the blend of those two? And, um, I found architecture. So. Wow, I think you're the first person I've ever heard connect architecture with image and likeness of God. So well well done there. <laughs> That's impressive. And also, the topic you bring today is both practical and something you love. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about just media, you know, music, particularly music, books, um, uh, movies especially. Those are three things I love. You know, before doing architecture, I was thinking of doing movies. Um, as a freshman last year and so lately i've been meaning to ask the question how should christians especially us catholics approach music books movies um, and other forms of media and particularly you know where is the line and how do we know we're crossing it yeah so a good moral a moral question how to live well mm -hmm. with regard to these things yeah great question and how did this question come about for you john if you don't mind asking well, it's come up a lot of times personally in the past few years, um, but I think the silliest was uh, when I took it seriously and, and, and wanted to talk about it was a few months ago. Um, I was just scrolling through social media, saw this funny like meme video, had some nice music in the background. So, you know, I went to the comments to see if someone posted what song it was. And I was like, I went up, looked, this, looked up the song. It was by Rihanna. Um, I'm not going to mention it because it'd be contrary to this whole conversation, <laughs> but um, I looked at the title and i was like okay yeah that might not be a good song for me to listen and i looked at the lyrics like yeah especially not but the instrumental was amazing like mm -hmm. it was good production so i just looked up the instrumental on youtube listened to it went on with my day i just had that question i was like is that passable like does that work like um it, it's been amounting up to that so that wasn't like that little thing it just made me think of that but it was a lot of things mounting to that moment and i've had conversations with friends and in my life too, just um, a lot of, you know, questioning, like listening to a lot of music or 
watching certain films and being like, um, should I be doing this right now? And sort of like, I don't like that feeling of being unsure. So I definitely wanted to address that and, and so on. So hmm. when, when did it first occur to you that as a Christian, the things that you, the media you consume is changed by the fact of being a Christian? Well, that happened in high school. I had a close friend at that time. Um, we were both in the non-denominational um, church and he uh, he and I were super hyped. We were close. We loved music, pop culture. It was like 2016 so at the time. Kanye West was going to drop The Life of Pablo. It's a mm-hmm. super hyped album. And we were all, you know, stuff you do as young guys and just share music, listen to it, talk and so on. And um, eventually at some point in our friendship, he told me like, you know, he wasn't going to listen to that stuff anymore. He was mm-hmm. going to listen to just pure Christian music, whether it was rap, whatever, no swear words or anything like that. And at that time, I was just like, okay, sure, whatever. Like, I didn't think much of it, but but I think it still, um, to some degree, left a bit of an impact. I was like, huh. I just started thinking about that. I've been thinking that ever since. Um, so it's something, whenever I listen to music or whatnot, it's just something I think about every now and then. And I mean, I follow him on Spotify. I can see what he listens to. He's still true to that. So that's, it still rings a lot to me since then. So this is a great question because it addresses so many people. Uh, you can't escape from this question mm-hmm. because we're so uh, filled, certainly with social media, but just media in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you can get away from it. And everybody has to face this question. Even if they're not asking it as directly as you, everyone's kind of thinking about like, okay, what do I want to listen to and, and why this? And especially if you're Catholic and wanting to follow the Lord, it's like, huh. Yeah, what are some of these principles of the overarching ways to enter into this well as as a man or woman of God? Mm-hmm. Brother, you have some initial thoughts? Let me raise an objection mm. and see, Father Jake, what do you do with this? So one might say, hey, as long as I do good things, it doesn't really matter what I listen to. And as long as I'm doing good acts myself, I can consume everything I want. After all, doesn't Jesus say in the Gospel of Mark, there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but it's the things that come out of him that what defile him? What do you say to that, Father Jake? Mm. Yes, uh, I would say that, well, with every act, you kind of have to divide it into three parts. I know it doesn't sound too, too nerdy here, but like, Given any moral act, you can probably talk about it in three different ways. There's what's being done or what you're listening to or the object of your action. Uh, then there are the circumstances. Oh, it's hot or cold outside or I'm 22 years old versus 48 years old. Circumstances of the act that I'm doing. And then there are there is the intention. Why am I doing it? So to your point or to your objection, like, oh, as long as I'm doing good things, <laughs> does it really matter what I'm putting in? Uh, yes, because every moral act has at least those three things, the, the action itself, what I'm doing or not doing, but then the circumstances and intentions. And those are really important when we're talking about the morality or how to live well in living life. So yes, uh, certain things, music can uh, directly affect me even if I don't think it is, even if I'm, quote unquote, a good person, uh, certain kinds or forms of media can very much affect me, even if subtly, because those are circumstances and intentions and actions. 
And moreover, or more specifically, we might say it can affect our relationship with God. So that as Catholics, the way we, we measure the goodness of an act is not simply by what is its utility or what, is, what are its ultimate consequences, but, but what are the means by which we get there? And in a case like this, when we're listening to certain media, is it drawing me closer to God or away from him? What do you think, John? Yeah, I think that that makes sense. I mean, the the thought that comes to me when discussing this and before this just was like, by their fruits you shall know them. So, mm. um, you know, like, and I speak personally, you know, if if I'm listening to music that is, you know, has content, you know, where it's sexually exploitive or violent or or whatever or super melancholic, like depressing so on and so forth, I've noticed that in my life, that's the fruit I've poured, you know, and what I say and my thoughts and so on. Um, so to me, that makes sense. But I think I've been uh, more confused, maybe, if that's the word, by like the polarization in the Catholic community of like what to listen and, and, and or what, to, what we watch and whatnot. Because I think, um, you know, there's, a, I think we're also, you know, we're in this world, but we're not of it. So, you know, I, I want, I'm wondering of how that can be applied to music and film and, and so on, you know, like, uh, you know, are there things we should know about, you know, like tough, mature things of this world we need to be aware of and see and, and listen to and so on. Um, because I, I know, like, since I was a kid, I definitely, uh, in elementary school, I had two friends and both Christian, but like, that's right, I'm talking about polarization because one of them was like, Oh, if it's not Narnia, Lord of the Rings, or Veggie Tales, it's out of the question. Mm. And then I had another friend um, who was in this is like fifth grade, you know, Christian and everything, Catholic, went, you know, first Eucharist, baptism, whatnot, was playing Call of Duty or in like Assassin's Creed of that age. And so, like, to me, it always seems like at the forefront, I know there's definitely more to it, but at the forefront, whether that's culturally how we're depicted or whatnot, or even the people we meet, it seems like there's like there's two extremes and there's no in between, you know, like either call yourself a Christian, go to mass, receive the sacraments no matter how often. But then the life you live outside the church is very different. There's just someone who's completely like pure and, you know, doesn't want to experience or maybe, dare I say, like admit the wrongs that are happening in life, the things we should be aware of. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point, which is even beyond what you just said about the two extremes. I would say that it seems, especially in this day and age, we really only hear about the extremes. We don't really hear about the middle ground mm -hmm. because it's not particularly newsworthy. It's not mm -hmm. going to be a catchy headline, you know? Mm -hmm. So someone living virtuously, it's not usually something uh, that people can grab hold of and say, hey, look at this. <laughs> someone <laughs> is practicing virtue. Mm -hmm. That's not going to sell. What it sells is extremes. And so... It's, I don't think that the, you know, there's a lack of Christians living the, the, via, the via media, like virtuously. I think there are, many, there are many Catholics, many Christians that are living it well, but it's not going to be flashy. You don't usually hear about it. I would say two things to kind of keep in mind, just like overarching basic principles for how to really enter into this. Like what are the extremes? I would say we have to look at the objective nature of things and the subjective nature objective it's like oh it doesn't matter who you are this is what's going on so for example if you take a movie and it's going to be rated something it's going to have a criterion attached to it oh this is rated r why is it rated r and 
Christian movie, non-Christian movie, it's going to rate it because of certain criteria. It's going to say, oh, it's rated R because of intense violence and gore. It's going to be rated R for nudity. It's for mature audiences, they would say. Those are kind of like some objective characteristics. Oh, this has violence in it. This has sexuality in it. This has swearing in it, et cetera. So there's the objective nature. We have to pay attention to that. You cannot live under a rock and pretend that the objective is not important. It is. So pay attention. Uh, even a non, from a non-Christian perspective, there's a reason why they rate things either PG-13 or rated R, because there's something about it, the, the action of what's being portrayed objectively. doesn't matter who you are. This is what's in it. Subjectively, this is where it gets a little more dicey and where we want to pay close attention. Subjectively, how does the objectivity affect me personally? So this is really key. Um, this is where certain things can affect people certain ways. For example, I know some people that they cannot watch Saving Private Ryan. I would argue it's a very good movie, and I'll, for reasons hopefully we'll get into. I would say it's a very good movie. It's the objective nature of it. It has a lot of violence, a lot of violence. And some people I know who are good men and women cannot watch it because it almost harms them seeing that kind of violence. And where it's hard to live a, a life of hope and faith and love after seeing and witnessing objective violence like that. That's subjectively. They're affected by what they see. You have to, we have to pay attention to that. I would say, though, that just because you are affected or not affected, um, should also, we should read into this a little more deeply. So, for example, if someone's watching a really, um, you know, a movie with a lot of witchcraft or sorcery or a lot of violence and they say, hey, like it doesn't affect me, I guess I'm good to watch it, you know? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Shouldn't we ask the question, why is it not affecting you? Maybe you have normalized yourself to some of these things that it has broken down uh, your heightened awareness of how this is not, might not be good for you. So, all this is in, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts too, but I would just propose this, given those two things, objective things, we have to pay attention to those things. How is the objectivity affecting me? It's the subjective. Then I would say, what is being communicated or proposed as good? This is really key because sometimes there can be, so for example, the movie Schindler's List, it won so many awards. A lot of people are put off by that because there's intense violence. It's not proposing the violence as good. It is showing you the depravity of violence. So pay really close attention to when there's objective stuff. You're like, oh, just because that is violence, does that mean automatically I shouldn't watch it? Not necessarily. But is the violence being proposed as good or ill? Some of these video games, there's a lot of violence. <laughs> but it's actually being proposed as something that you should enter into. Oh, violence is good. If you want to play this game, you, you have to be violent. So this is something that can really affect you, the objective and the subjective. Yeah, that's a great, great way to look at it. Maybe I'll just summarize for us here. So the first question we want to ask about something we're considering consuming in terms of media, is it objectively good or evil or something neutral? If it's objectively bad, then we want to avoid it. But just like Father Jake's saying, there's a difference between, say, scary things or uh, unseemly things in a movie or music 
then that same movie or song endorsing violence or endorsing the object objectification of women. So that's the first question. Is it objectively bad? But then the second one, even if it is objectively good or neutral, is it actually good for me based on where I'm at? And this one, just as Father Jake is saying, we actually need to form our subjective judgments and and actually be open to the possibility that they might they might need formation. And I might be okay watching a certain movie. I might feel okay about watching a certain movie, but actually I shouldn't feel that way. John, if we can just go back to another aspect you mentioned there about being informed or well-informed about what's happening in the world. And, and often we look to media as a way of keeping up to date and knowing what people are thinking. Even if as Christians, we're not in that same train of thought, we want to at least know what's out there. And that's true. But we want to make the distinction between being informed and then being a consumer. And for example, I can walk down the streets of Dinkytown, and by virtue of doing that, I can be pretty well informed about how rap music sounds. I don't need to go out of my way to listen to what rap music is like. I'm constantly surrounded by it. And, and I, I get the, the nature of rap music is you get the gist pretty quickly about what, what it's about. Every song seems the same, so at least, at least for, from my subjective experience of it. But that's very different than, than being a consumer. So. We don't want to simply hide under a rock and become puritanical in respect to media. We do want to know what's out there, but we can do that without many times without fully engaging it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I really appreciate what you said, brother Matthew, about you know the difference between like knowledge, like knowing and consuming. I think that's key in the distinguishing these things, you know, because. There's a there's a thing I I can know, for example, if I know in the Middle East there was years ago there was an ISIS situation where they would film themselves um, killing Christians as horrible as it may be. There's one thing between knowing that and taking action where that's prayer, talking about it, versus somehow going on the deep internet and looking up the video of it mm -hmm. that they filmed about it. I mean that's an extreme um, example, but I. I it, it gets the the point across very well. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm thinking about it. Hmm. I, I find this temptation in my own life. I use being well informed, or tr I, I think about using being well informed as an excuse to consume media that's actually really bad for me. Hmm. So it's such a temptation. Yeah, especially when there's very like controversial celebrity stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like that song Cardi B released a few months ago. Yeah. Um, every news outlet was like oh my goodness whether it was empowering her or just pure shock value for the song and um i know that there's definitely a temptation it's like wow like everyone's hyping up this song whether it's for good or bad i should check it out and then instantly regret it absolutely so, <laughs> yeah 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 and to brother matthew's point a while ago um you had to ask those basic questions is this thing good and then second is it good for me and sometimes the two might be different and again, like the shock value is what gets most attention. And so it we all gravitate towards the shock value headlines and the newest releases. And so, yeah, we're easily led to just simply consuming and thinking in our minds and justifying it like, oh, like my friends are going to be talking about this. I don't want to be a person hiding under a rock. I want to be in the know. I want to be able to 
know what everybody's talking about. So I, I, I can justify consuming things, even if I know it's not good, simply because of, you know, illusory reasons. Now, of course, here we're, we're talking specifically about media, which is very bad or, or on the verge of pornographic. But we also obviously want to recognize that there's a lot of good media out there. Mm. And so part of, the, part of the problem with listening to bad media is that we're, we're taking time that we could be actually edifying ourselves with, with music and books or other things that, are, that build up the human spirit and bring us closer to God. I'd like to go back for a moment, if we could, to what you started out with, Johnny, talking about these extremes with, even amongst Christians or Catholics, you know, on one extreme, uh, you're only like reading Lord of the Rings and only listening to specifically Christian music. Mm -hmm. And you are, uh, you are a terrible person if you go beyond those categories. And then on the other side, like, like Catholics would say, Hey, yeah, I'm a good Catholic. I go to mass every Sunday. And they're listening to like morally depraved things and watching a lot of like, wait, what? Really? You? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, again, there, I think there's pros and cons uh, to, we have to personally watch our own extremes. On the one side, especially in like very intensely conservative circles, um, yeah, in some ways, in many ways, they are forming a good mind about watching good things and good for them. But one thing that I have noticed with this, if we get too stringent, is that it's very hard for those people to really interact and live in the world well. They live, uh, I've seen this, and it's subtle, and it's not pointing fingers, but you can live a life kind of a fear of the world and kind of backing away from anything that strikes you as potentially sinful. And, um, and I don't think that's the way the Lord is calling the majority of people. You know, again, we're called to live in the world, but not of it, not to be marked up or tattooed by the world, but to enter into it with kind of a courage and an openness to whatever is good. So I challenge certain conservative circles in the sense that they're restricting themselves to a very small platform of living life. And oftentimes they can, they can live in fear of things. On the other extreme, people that are uh, on the more liberal, using the classical sense of like freeing from all boundaries and restrictions, like, hey, I, I'm not affected by anything. I want to be open to the world. Uh, you really don't have deep roots. You really don't have deep roots. And a lot of those types of persons listening to anything because it doesn't really affect me or I just want to be in the mill. Uh, I, I want to be able to relate well and be cool with others. Um, usually what happens is, well, to the, to the Lord's words in Matthew 13, when he talks about the different kinds of soil, he said, and some seed fell among thorns and it choked the word. So you can kind of be filled with so many things that it begins to sever off the life of deep roots in the Lord and what is truly good. And you have a lot of these other things growing around it that you just don't have a lot of deep roots. You don't have strong foundations. And in the words of Sultanitsyn, they're really only capable of compromising, not really living sacrificially because they're not standing for anything. They have mm -hmm. no foundation upon which to say, this is wrong. I'm not going to go into it. They're like, eh, I can go into that. 
They live more a life of compromising with Christ more than facilitating growth and holiness. To make it very practical, those who find themselves on the side of liberal extremism, they miss the fact that rap music is mostly bad. And then on the other side, conservative extremes miss the fact that rap can sometimes be very good. Christian rap. Now, I don't, I don't like rap music in general, but I, what? I admit there can be a goodness to, to Christian rap. And so, but Johnny, I recognize that this is or can be a very sensitive topic because at least as the way we are as modern Americans, we closely identify with the kind of media we consume. And so to propose, as this podcast might be doing for some listeners, to propose that we should change the way we look at or consume media is a, is a big thing. What's your own experience of wrestling with, do I really have to change the things I listen to as a Christian? Or what do you think in general? Do you think that it's too much to ask? Jesus, this cross is just too heavy. I've definitely had that thought before, for sure. Just because I want to, like you mentioned earlier, you, you have that inclination to those things that seem attractive, whether visually, audibly, and so on. You just, you just want to consume it. You, know? you want to watch it. You want to listen to it. Everyone else is doing it. Um, I'd say it was tougher for me personally because, um, I mean, I didn't necessarily grow up listening to or watching by any means like the worst of the worst of whatever there is out there, you know, cinematically, musically, whatnot. But I definitely um, grew up, I guess, watching and listening to things a bit too soon, um, if that makes sense. Um, whether it was witnessing it in my culture, um, who, where I was around, you know, seeing it, you know, um, or or by my own actions. So, I mean, for example, um, I, I appreciate what you said, Father Jake, about, you know, Saving Private Ryan, because um, I, I remember watching... Like when I was younger, I watched the movie Munich also by uh, Steven Spielberg. And that's a very strong movie as well. Um, but for my, my dad showed me to, and I had no problem with it whatsoever. It just opened my eyes, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say personally, it was something evil to watch. But that's definitely strong. But he kind of had that, you know, like these are the things that are happening. So as I was growing up, you know, telling me the truth about how things are, how things have been, you know, like. This is how the world is. This is hard. So to me, um, I grew up with that conflict because, you know, I grew up maybe perhaps listening or watching things as examples of like, hey, this is what you should not do. This is what this is like opening your eyes on what the world is like, what sin can cause, so on and so forth. But then as I you know, grew up in high school and then distancing myself from Christ or, or my faith or just not really putting it on the back burner. Um, Honestly, it opens doors to other things, you know, other films, other content, other media that um, are not good for you, you know, are not good objectively, subjectively, so on and so forth. So for me, it's it's definitely been a struggle. It's, it's something where I want to address because it's, I like I said earlier, I don't like that feeling of being unsure of, you know, is this, not to be dramatic, but it's like, you know, like, is this impacting my salvation or not? You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, where am I doing? Because you, you also mentioned, uh, have mentioned before C.S. Lewis. And how I'm paraphrasing right now, but how he says that basically like every action you take, you know, either brings you closer to heaven or brings you closer to hell. Mm -hmm. So when so when I'm listening or consuming or watching whatever things that I'm unsure of, it's, a, you know, it's um, 
it's conflicting, you know, um, because you, you grew up like that. And that's something like I also appreciate that we, we recognize the fact that, you know, it is hard today growing up Catholic, Christian, no matter, you know, how um, encouraging or how much the, our parents, you know, try to uh, teach us the faith and so on and grow up in it. Because as soon as you leave the house, as soon as you leave the church, um, it's just all over. Like you said, you know, in Dinky Town. You know, here you you listen to it, but maybe outside of the house, outside of the of the church, you listen to it with friends. No matter uh, elementary school to high school to college, you know, um, in the news, things you you know turn on the radio, read the newspaper. It's like everywhere, so it's very hard to to fight that. Too, like you said, it's not something. It's not sometimes like our own um, willing. And I'm speaking from personal. It's not just sometimes that. Oh, I have the desire. Just turn on this dirty music whatever it is you know genre or whatnot but sometimes you know um it's other external factors which can make it more tempting you know when i see a billboard plastered of this when i see a uh an ad for this award show about this when when i see this and that and so on and so forth so coming back basically just to summarize my answer to what you asked i would say that um it's 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 definitely been a struggle because I grew up in that culture, more secular, you know. Like I only was taught about Jesus and the faith in house or in the church. Um, but aside of it, you know, when I'm spending most of my time listening to other points of view, other voices, um, consuming other things, it can definitely be tough. Mm. So that's my, I guess, story of how it is. Yeah. Yeah, if I could just say a quick thing about that quote from C.S. Lewis, like it, it is true. Lewis talks about like every action is somehow kind of directing us closer to the ways of the good, the true, and the beautiful, and God, or the other way, <laughs> becoming a hellish creature, as he says. Um, but I don't want to say that. Um, so, as like some people, for example, struggle with scrupulosity, mm-hmm. which is almost like they're paralyzed at the fear of sinning mm-hmm. with any thought or action or step they take and they end up living a very difficult life like oh man this is a, uh, like how do i even live i don't even know how to live and i'm constantly you know asking questions because i can't move I'm like how do i get out of my house um so with this like we, we do want to take this uh within the christian tradition uh that is not of god is living in fear like that uh the lord became uh, came into our humanity he he ate he drank and he wasn't paralyzed with fear, constantly asking the father, you know, do I wear green today? Do I wear brown today? Uh, are these sandals really going to propose uh, you know, who I am? Like he, he just lived, he lived it to the full. He lived in just the normal humanity. With that though, I do think um, the, the choices we make specifically of media will work on the subliminal level. So it's not like you're going to be immediately damned or saved depending on this one song you listen to or that one song. Right. But media really operates at the subliminal level, affecting our feelings and emotions. And that especially takes a big momentum over time. So that's so making just basic decisions of discernment at certain times. Oh, how's my media intake? <laughs> uh, discernment, it's actually okay to not have all the answers. It's actually okay to be like, oh man, I don't know exactly what to do here. That means you're actually beginning to be open to discernment and exercising the virtue of prudence, right action in the appropriate circumstances. 
Um, but yeah, the media will really affect you. I mean, there's a reason when you go to an NBA game, uh, they're usually playing Eye of the Tiger before they play. As opposed to what? As opposed to some really soft, melancholic soundtrack, you know? Because what does Eye of the Tiger do? It, it pumps you up. It gets your emotions flowing. And you're like, yeah, we want to we take the court. We want to win. You know, it gets you pumped up. So like, it operates at the subliminal level. So someone who's consistently and constantly listening to rap music, the soundtrack of their life is going to be of that. And it's going to affect how they think, affect how they view things. And they're even going to be, without really knowing it, be acting out the music that they've habituated themselves to listening to. So all this to say, to really be aware of, not to be paralyzed by fear of the particular decisions of, okay, is it, I can't move unless I make a decision on this point or that. No, like, to live in our humanity as the Lord did, um, but to live with a certain discernment and a certain prudence. Like, oh, is this good? And is it good for me? I won't overthink it, but I do want to think about it. And I would say that's the greater error that I see is that people don't actually think as much as they should about what they should listen to and intake. Maybe, Johnny, let's, let's conclude here. I'll try to, to summarize some things for us. So the, the main questions at the beginning we need to be asking is, is this thing I'm about to consume, is it objectively good or neutral? And is it subjectively good? Is it good for me? Keeping in mind that we need to form our subjective judgments. Not everything we naturally desire, we should desire. Our desires need to be shaped by the Lord. So St. Paul says in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Our choices with respect to media are a great application of that. And because we know, as Father Jake just said, we know that the things we consume really do have an effect on us. They really do have an effect on us. So we want to make these choices as disciples of Jesus. We want to ask questions, is this helping me grow closer to God? Is this, of all the things that are out there, is this the best thing for me to be consuming right now? Am I listening to this because it is popular or because I actually should? But again, not, not living in fear, but in freedom. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we've all made mistakes in this area, and we will continue to do so. Lord, have mercy on us, but please, Lord, continue to form us. Jesus, we want to follow you in everything even in media. Amen. Johnny, thank you so much. Great questions and plenty to think about. And yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.